I'm a big, big believer that, you know, you have to fail. You have to have those kind of things happen to get scrappy and, and, and to solve problems. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the pay it forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance and prosperity in family, faith, finances, and fitness. Today's conversation does revolve around business credit, and we do touch on that. But as you know, here on Men of Abundance, we always get a little bit personal because we like to get to know the person behind the abundance so that everybody can get something out of the conversation on a personal and professional level. Listen, I have to say, I greatly appreciate everybody's feedback. I've been getting feedback literally out of the woodworks, people that I've never heard of before, contacting me, telling me they love the show, recommending many guests for the show. I am currently booked out into December and the first week of January, and I'm only doing like one or two interviews during the entire month of July Because I'm taking a road trip from Florida out into Arizona and we're going to stop multiple times along the way, check out some of the sites and just have an amazing time and then come back like this the first week of August. But make no mistake about it, episodes of Men of Abundance is still going to be posted. I just got to work forward, get those scheduled so that they will post on time. So make sure you subscribe to Men of Abundance to ensure you get notified when each episode is posted. You don't want to miss a single one. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. But information is not power. Information is potential power. It's only power when it's shared and acted upon. That's why at the end of every single episode, I leave you with action steps so that you can take action and move the needle in your life, in your personal life, in your business, whatever the case may be. And I'm asking you to take action right now by sharing Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Share it on your social media. Copy the link menofabundance.com. And share the link of your favorite episode in an email, in a text message, whatever you need to do to be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with everyone. Now, our featured guest today is an internationally known speaker, author, and business credit expert. With over 17 years of financial experience, he is recognized as an authority in business credit building and is the author of two books on credit named Perfect Credit and Business Credit Decoded and has been featured by Entrepreneur, Inc., and Forbes. He currently serves as the CEO at Credit Suite, where he has helped create and grow one of the biggest and most credible business coaching operations in the United States. You can find out more about our featured guest at creditsuite.com forward slash I-E-N. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Ty Crandall. Ty, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Excited man, to be here. It's, it's my pleasure, man. I'm digging it. Glad to have you on. And uh, let's see, who who connected us? That was Alex over at Interview Connections. Got I to love throw some guys. love out there, man. They're awesome. That's awesome. How's that working out for you? 
it's working out really good. The funny thing is, man, is I listened to Jessica Rhodes on a, on a uh, I don't know, it was like a, a presentation, and, and I she got me into podcasting. And so then, like years later, they came to me and started wanting to put guests on my show. So it was just like a super cool honor because they got me into it. And then, um, then I started having them book me shows. They're fantastic. I love them over there. Very cool, very cool. Glad that's working out for you. Where are you at in the world? We already talked about this, but let's tell the other, tell everybody else how close we are. We're neighbors, right? Sunny Tampa, Florida. We are. We're probably thirty <laughs> minutes away from each other. Sunny Tampa, Florida. It's thirty-seven degrees this morning, man. What's up with that? Well, uh, my COO came down from our Liberty Lake, Washington office, so she actually brought that. And she's it. leaving right now, and if you look outside, you can start to see the sun. Mm. She, it was she absolutely it gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I was out. I was out on our little beach that we have in the community out here, and I take off my little sweatshirt. 37 degrees but the sun's beating on my face and i do my little priming exercise out there on on the beach and and it it, it was it, i could feel the chill but it just felt so amazing to have the hot sun and the cool air i just love it yeah i was at like howard park beach it was so cool it was like raining but not really and so i walked out there and nobody was on the beach and i've never seen like a whole beach just to myself and i mm. pitched a tent man it just hung out it rained a little but the tent protected me it was just the coolest experience to have this like whole 180 view of the ocean with just nobody there on an empty beach man you're you're making giving me memories of when i lived in hawaii just not too long ago i literally lived on the beach and there was never i mean very seldom if there was anybody on the beach it was one of my neighbors and we're out there drinking coffee together so i, I dig that man Give me yeah some that's cool of that. we, my wife and i had our honeymoon out there i love hawaii it's beautiful very cool so uh i like to start out with an attitude of gratitude brother what do you have to be grateful for today everything man family I mean, I, I could go on and on, but, uh, you know, every morning I spend about 15 minutes just going through what I'm grateful for. But for me, it's always family, man. I have two amazing kids, got an amazing wife that supported me through uh, thick and thin, you know, two awesome dogs, just great parents. I, I've just got a great family, man. Well, you got it figured out, man. And and many of the folks that I have conversations with on Men of Abundance, by the time they get here, they've got it figured out, man. And that is no matter what we do in life, it's always coming down to family. Uh, and not just and, – and, and I'm going to clarify that a little bit because I've always been about family. But in the past, five, ten years ago, or you know, even as, as early as four or five years ago, what got me on this whole journey was everything I've ever done was for family, even when I wasn't spending time with family. I was out trying to make a buck or trying to improve our life and not realizing how freaking amazing I have it and how short life is and how much I need to spend more time with family rather than trying to make more money for the family. You feel me? Yeah, I'm with you, man. It, it's priorities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So how would you describe yourself, Ty? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I think I'm a, a obsessed with learning is probably when I think about myself, the characteristic that probably sticks out most to me is I just, I kind of believe that we're all put here, um, to do as much good as we can and to improve as much in this life as we can. So I'm just really obsessed with this process of just self-discovery and just learning and becoming a better person. And in, in the uh, whole idea of learning, what specifically are the subjects that you like to learn about? I, I get it totally that, you know, um, personal development, of course, but what else? And I, I'm I, I, anything, you name it. 
So I've got, you know, anatomy and physiology manual I'm reading right now, whole textbook, just because why not? I mean, I haven't read, mm-hmm. been into A&P in a long time, you know, all the way from a lot of the stuff related to the business. So typically I'm doing, you know, something along the line of the business, and it kind of just depends on the most recent books that have been recommended to me, or it depends on kind of what I'm struggling with at a time in my personal life or my business life. And that's usually when I'm diving into a topic to try to kind of decode things and figure it out. Yeah, very cool. That's why I asked that question. Well, first off, my favorite subject and the only subject I liked in school was anatomy and physiology, <laughs> which is why I went on to be being, you know, a, a medic in the army and stuff. I excelled. I mean, I could name every part of the body cell, you name it. I just love that subject. But I do the same thing when it comes to and I and I recommend it all the time. You know, people will say I'm reading this book, I'm reading that book. I read 100 books last year. And that's great. But I like to when, when people ask me, well, what book would you recommend? I'm like, my, my immediate answer is, or my comment is, I don't know where are you at in your life today. And where do you want to be five years from now? Or even six months from now, where do you want to be? And what do you want to improve? Then I can share with you what type of book to read, who to read and, and stuff like that, or what content to consume, because it's not just about reading, it's about watching videos, listening to podcasts, and so on, right? So I think that's very important to consume content that is going to benefit you where you're at today and where you want to be. Yeah, I think that's straight up. I mean, I you know I was actually a medic in the Air Force too, so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I tackle stuff that I just have a general interest in, uh, and then I just tackle stuff of where that I am in in life and what I need. And you know, the interesting thing about that is is that you could read the same book 20 times, and depending on where you are in life, you get a whole different perspective of that book. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing happens too is people get analysis paralysis because, say for instance, they want to read a book about. I don't know, marketing or something like that, something that's got a lot of strategy to it. And you read one one author, then you read another author, then you read a third and fourth author. And next thing you know, you're just confused and you're stuck because they've all got their own way of doing things. And they get people get confused. I'm like, stick with one author that you can resonate with and master their process before you go on and do other stuff. I've met guys that are amazing at what they do and they refuse to read any more about their industry because they've got it tuned in. And one guy literally told me that he actually took a course because he was working for a company that required them to take this course and he got dumbed down because of the the content that was being given. So, you know, you got guys out there like that as well. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much great information out there that can be consumed. It's just, you know, you got to be strategic about what you're doing and what you're using it for. But I think that's the way it is in life. You know, for me, I'm just I'm a I'm an implementer. That's my that's my superpower. So I'm an action taker. And and it's really good for me to be able to read and absorb that info, because like you said, I'm I'm one of those guys where I come through, read a book. And then I literally just finished this great book called Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Cole. And I just finished implementing like 27 items from that book that I got. And that's pretty much how I am. You know, I'll go through, highlight everything, uh, then make an action list from what I highlighted and then go and execute on that action list. Bam. That's it. And that's the biggest thing right there. It doesn't it doesn't matter how many books you've read. If you're not taking action and implementing what you're learning, if it's a strategic type thing, now if you're reading for leisure and all that stuff, cool. I do that too. That's important. But if you're reading for strategy and you're trying to improve your life in some way and you're just reading or consuming content and not taking action, then what's the point, right? Yeah. 
I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I mean, you know, the, the science of this supports that people get a psychological thrill just from buying the book, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the problem is people get like the same satisfaction from buying it as they do reading it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they say something like, I don't know, it depends on who you talk to, but something like 90% of the books that get purchased and never get opened. Yeah, they might read the, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And there's so much information out there, guys. But it's the action steps that, that will make the difference in your life. And then when you want to master a skill, start teaching what you learn. Even if it's just going to teach, you know, one of your kids stuffed animals or something, talk to your dog, but teach it to somebody else. That's how you master a skill because you only know a skill to the extent that you can teach it to somebody else. You know, it's interesting you say that because that's exactly how I've got to where I am in business is that, you know, when I got uh, burned by not having business credit, then what I did was I started learning business credit, everything about it. And I literally, uh, you know, would learn it and then I would turn around and teach it. So I would basically learn it by doing research for a webinar. And then two days later, I would do that webinar. So, you know, it was all, not in real time, but pretty close to real time. Everybody else was learning what I was learning. And it really made me very proficient and expert in my field. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I just started implementing. I have been doing um, Facebook lives, but I found that it just doesn't what I share in reference to business and whatnot. It's just not good for Facebook. So I started uh, doing um, YouTube live and I'm doing it live because I want that anxiety. I, I don't want to retake. I don't want to try to make it perfect. I want to go through the content at my pace, just like, you know, I'm sitting in front of somebody, teaching somebody, and potentially I'm sitting in front of millions of people, you know, yeah, teaching yeah. them. So, and that's what's in my mind, you know, when I'm doing that. So it's it's very powerful to be able to do that. The technology we have today is just freaking amazing. It is, man. And, you know, I, I have a nine-year-old. I know you had you did too. And it's just, it's crazy because I watch them, you know, playing with their iPads and, and, you know, they're playing games with, you know, hundreds of people all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just interesting to see them, and, and it makes me think about how much information their brains have already uh, have already you know obtained. Whereas at that age, think about it, we didn't have digital devices. Wow. So like, I mean, they he's probably seen more in nine years than you know I saw in twenty five, just because of the exposure he has. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Some good, uh, some bad, but you know we got to control that. But absolutely, I, I totally agree. My nine year old, he likes doing live videos he likes doing videos and stuff on his ipad and on on that stuff so i just i encourage it i just sit there and watch him do it he does it yeah, with his legos cool. and stuff it's pretty neat it's cool yeah so i like to get into this kick in the gut moment brother because anybody who's doing anything in life uh well or not so well has kick in the gut moments it's what we do with that and and what we take from that so if you would get into a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that and then we're going to get into what you learned from that what was your takeaway and what did that do for you well, look, my biggest kick in the gut moment was, you know, when my first business failed. So I, I owned a mortgage company, hide at the mortgage industry. You know, that was the point in time where you just told people you were a mortgage broker and they're like, you know, singing your praises. It was just a really interesting time. And then uh, everything collapsed, you know, so overnight I went from having a very successful business to, you know, being at the head of a business that failed um, and, you know, everything that goes with both both aspects of that. And what was crazy is, you know, it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because I mismanaged the business. It just really came down to that shift in the economy and mistakes I made. So that was a big deal. I mean, I, I mean, I went from being very successful to, you know, my credit was ruined. Um, the money was withdrawn from our bank account, from creditors that we owed, cars repossessed, you know, home foreclosed. Um, almost on the verge of, of personal bankruptcy. Uh, so it was the lowest time by far in my, my life ever. Wow. Yeah, I can definitely feel that. And I've had that com similar conversation with a lot of folks from 
from the real estate industry, especially during that time frame. Yeah. So what, what else did you get from that? Where did that take you and how did that get you what you're doing today? I mean, you know, there's not enough time in the show to even get into everything that I learned. I'm, I'm a big, big believer that, you know, you have to fail. You have to have those mm -hmm. kind of things happen to get scrappy and, and, and to solve problems. So what would happen with me is I would, you know, that really shifted my mindset where for the first time ever, I really started doing stuff to help people instead of making money. And it sounds cliche-ish, but it's mm -hmm. just when you feel pain, um, you can empathize with others that feel that same pain. And then like it hurts you and cuts so deep that like you really want to do everything in your power to make sure others don't experience that. Um, and so I moved me into the consumer credit world. And then, you know, years later, I would discover business credit and it just became such an emotional, uh, I don't know, it was just collage of emotion because, you know, I, I realized that there was this thing that was out there that I knew nothing about and that could have completely saved my business and, and prevented all these uh, heartaches that I'd went through if I just would have known about it. And, you know, that was kind of a really turning moment for me because that was the moment where I'm like, look, I was brought up to not complain about problems unless you, you know, are willing to solve them. And, mm -hmm. um, and that was when I just started this process of learning everything I could learn and educating in real time. And then it's like I just looked up and a whole tribe was following me and felt the same way. They wanted the info and it didn't exist and I was creating it. And it was a – it's been a pretty cool ride, man. It's been a pretty cool experience. Listen, guys, there's a huge there's – a, there's a definite – and very distinct pattern amongst many of the people that I have conversations with, whether it's for the show or not, because I get an opportunity to just talk to some amazing people doing amazing things in life. And many of them started out, let's say, for instance, in business or even in their occupation, and they started out for the purpose of making money, take, you know, taking care of their family, that type of stuff. But as soon as they got to the point to where they realized that Either I'm making enough money or this isn't resonating with me. This isn't how I want to make an in how I want to make a living. And they turn that around to say, how can I use my knowledge and what can I do that will lift other people up and give to other people? When you when you want something, you give that and you're going to get more of that in return. And the fulfillment is so much greater. The money comes. The, don't worry about that. It it just happens. The money comes and you're able to live the li your best life. On top of that, you are helping other people. It's just an amazing um, thing to watch and see the, the, the evolution of that. And man, I'm just honored to have this conversation with you, Ty, because of that. And by the way, before I forget, thanks for your service. Um, that's pretty awesome that we didn't even talk before and you were a, a medic in the Air Force, which is pretty cool. Yeah, same to you, man. That's cool. I appreciate everything you did. So what are some good news stories coming out of what you're doing, man? Because I, I just know we're going to get more into specifically what you're doing and how you can benefit our guys and our listeners in this area. But what are some good news stories that you've had so far? You know, we're, we're doing well, man. I mean, last year we did about 3.4 and I think we did up the year about, uh, or the year before we did like 3.4 million in sales. And last year, I think we did, uh, like 8.7. So it was just a really a rocket ride, uh, upwards yesterday or that last year for us. And we're just continuing it. I mean, our, our goals to help, you know, 1 million people obtain capital by 2030. So we are just moving as quick as we can, uh, to try to get that goal. And, you know, one of the cool things we're excited about in the upcoming years, we partnered with with LexisNexis, which is a big 
reporting agency that a lot of insurance providers, lenders and such get information from. But today, you know, consumers have never been able to actually access their own reports and information from LexisNexis. So we've actually just built a relationship with them to bring all of their information front facing for business owners. So we're really excited about that, man, because that's just what we focus on is transparency in the industry of teaching, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners what lenders and credit issuers don't tell them, like their secrets of approval and really helping them access the same information that lenders and credit issuers are using to make all these lending decisions about them. So we're pretty pumped, man. We're pretty excited. That fundability score is going to be a, a, a big shift we think can help a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of businesses out there, you know, they could do so much better if they, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not getting this correctly on what exactly you do for these businesses, but basically they need, they need credit, they need capital and they need a way to, uh, you know, fund some of their projects or whatever, uh, they have going on within their business if they want to grow. So is, is that on track with what you do for these businesses? Yeah, I mean, what we primarily do is help businesses get capital. And we really do it three ways. We do it by improving their fundability by, again, just decoding that lender and credit issuer formula for approval that we know exists. We just don't know what it is. So we tell business owners what that is and help them meet the criteria to get approved. Then we help them with all aspects of building business credit. That's you know credit that's linked to the business EIN number that's not linked to the personal social security number. It's credit they get without a personal guarantee or without a personal credit check. It's a kind of credit that would have saved me if I would have done it the right way at my mortgage business. And then we also tap into all different kinds of loans and credit lines and help entrepreneurs obtain all different kinds of capital from whether they're in a startup phase or looking for, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions for major expansion. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That's absolutely huge because I talk to business owners all the time. And one of the things that they lack is capital, but a lot of them want to grow, but quite frankly, can't grow because they don't have the resources to grow. They, they simply don't have enough time in the day to do more business. But if they could, if they could grow their industry a little bit better or grow their business a little bit, a little bit more and bring on more employees, then ultimately that would set them on the right, uh, right path to be, you know, five years down the road, much better off than where they are today. But they're kind of stuck between that rock and a hard place where we don't have the capital to do that. But we're a leaking sieve. I mean, it's just money's just pouring out. We don't have enough time to gain more capital. So it's huge. Yeah, it happens. And you know, what we found is that it's not the capital's not out there. There's more money in the mm-hmm. space now than I've ever seen. And I've been at financial services for 17 years. It's just the problem is it's so spread out. You know, nowadays, uh, you know, ever since the economic crash, what happens now is, you know, some lenders only specialize in revenue lending if you have revenue, and some only specialize in unsecured credit lines if you have the credit. But they don't tell you that. They just don't tell mm-hmm. you on the website. They just want everybody to apply. So it's just nearly impossible to even know who can really help you based mm-hmm. on your individual scenario. So we just kind of live under this belief of like, why not pool it all and put it in one place, bring all the sources to one place. So, you know, entrepreneur can access everything they may qualify for instead of like looking everywhere to try to get one product. So that just makes sense to us. And we're still on that quest to just simplify this process and make money more accessible to entrepreneurs. Man, I'm telling you, we are, we just live in an amazing time. <laughs> it just blows my mind because you're the second person this month that's told me exactly that because it does something similar but in a different way in getting capital for businesses and it's just so much out there and the process has gotten so much easier so it's less time consuming um, less risky especially if the business knows what they're doing and they actually know what to do with the money that they need uh, and and have a very strong plan to grow, of course, with a buffer, you know, because stuff happens, right? 
Yeah, exactly. As we've already talked about. So, brother, we're at the part of the conversation where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? I'm ready. Let's do it. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Actionable steps to take today. Well, I think first of all, you need to make sure that you're regularly reading or listening to books. So if you haven't already, grab an Audible app and uh, download your first Audible uh, Audible book because it's uh, it's free to get your first one. So I think that's one of the first steps. Uh, second step is stop selling and start educating. <laughs> it's still one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make. Everybody's out there trying to sell their stuff, and we're not in that world anymore. You know, we're in a world now where if you want to get business, you need to do goodwill. You know, it needs about building trust, credibility reports, about taking your secrets and giving them away um, for free and teaching people how to do what you do and realizing that there's a fraction of them that will then uh, come and do business with you. And there's another fraction that'll do it on their own and sing your your praises, but you can't lose. It really is all about educating and it really comes down to uh, to, to stop selling. And uh, third, I think we already talked about, it's really stop procrastinating, you know, develop a plan to not just gather knowledge, but actually take action. And I like what you said too, you know, don't try to drive in, dive in and drill down and try to get all these tactics from all these different gurus, you know, find your guru, find the one that your go-to person or go-to people and then follow their training. You know, there's a, there's a lot of companies out there. I like a company called digital marketer. I love their stuff. So, you know, they helped us get through many of our first years in business. Um, so, you know, find, find that kind of a training. I think it's invaluable. It is absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And guys, if you can't find your guru in your niche and the information you want to do, follow Ty, um, do what he did, be the guru, do the education, do the, do the, you know, get the education, be the trainer and be the one out there that others that you've been looking for and you're going to benefit them. So I, I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of reading, what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Well, I tell you, the best book I've read for 2018 was definitely that Joey Coleman, uh, Never Lose a Customer Again. Um, right now, I'm into a book called Uncontainable, and Uncontainable is about the container store and their history. It's still too new for me to really give any kind of feedback on how good or bad that would may be. Um, but I did definitely for sure loved uh, that book from Joey Coleman, man. It's one of the best books on just customer retention and, you know, the mistakes that we make as entrepreneurs trying to focus so much on the marketing and sales aspect and, you know, not paying attention to keeping those customer dollars in the door when they get in the door. Well, I'll have to add that one to my list because not only do I read for my own benefit, I read for the benefit of what I can add to add, be able to add more value to my clients. So it sounds like a perfect one that I can get value from. It's worth it, man. It's fantastic. Excellent. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Lack of goals. I really, I think I see so many people just wandering around aimlessly in life, and I see entrepreneurs the same way. I think they they're so busy moving that sometimes they forget what they're moving or why they're moving it, and uh, and that's just one of the and maybe that's just really relevant to me at this point in time in my life and business. But what I found is you just have to take a moment and figure out what your goal is, what you're trying to get, the intended outcome of whatever it is that you're doing. And I think if you just have that clarity, that it's just much easier to then work backwards and devise a plan to act actually accomplish that goal. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose. You know, a lot of people have a vision statement within their business. I prefer a vision story because from the vision story, it one tells you and your employees and all your staff, 
you know, what your purpose is. It's value. It's a values driven vision story. And then also that's the same story that you share in your marketing and, and people love to do business with a company that they know the story behind if especially if there's a really cool origin story uh, behind it. So it's, it's real important. And then you keep that in front of you all the time so that you don't lose focus on that. And I just think that's huge, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. What does living a life of abundance mean to you, Ty? I don't know. I think to me, it, it really is about boundaries. You know, and I learned that when I started building this business, you know, I, I, we talked about family early on and that's, that's my biggest priority. And, you know, I've committed to coming in and being able to prior, you know, get the things I want. I want to grow this business and I want to do certain things, but I have to set boundaries of what I'm willing to sacrifice and give to get there. Otherwise it just becomes your overwhelming driver and you don't pay attention to the other thing in life that's important. So I think balance is really important. I think setting boundaries of this is what I want. Here's my goals and here's what I'm willing to sacrifice to get there. Uh, I think it just becomes really, really, really important. And then that way you can have a balanced life where you're doing fun things that you enjoy. I love to fly, you know, as a private pilot. It's just that's something I figured out years ago that I enjoyed and I, I do that and I have a chance to do that and learn all kinds of new cool things and spend a lot of time with my family and still get a chance to run the business. And it all happens just because, you know, the willingness to set boundaries of what I'm willing to give to get what I want to get. Right, exactly. And also by setting boundaries, one thing that I do personally is I get a lot of requests. Since we've been on this call, I've gotten two requests of people that I know they just want me to partner with them in one way or another or, you know, add something in. And I'll review that, but chances are I'm going to say no because I'm focused on what I'm doing right now and I can't get distracted. As awesome as that would be, I just can't spread myself that thin because I enjoy the lifestyle that I live and I enjoy being able to, you know, take my wife out during the day or something, or we'll drive to, you know, um, Epcot or something like that or universal and just hang out. I like doing that kind of stuff. So I don't want to overextend myself and I don't want to dilute what I do for everybody else. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, like my family, we live at Disney in the summer. We mm -hmm. have an RV. We go over to their campgrounds when the kids, the day the kids get out of school, we spend all summer over there. Um, you know, so it, and that's cool. And I can come back and still work here in Tampa for a few days of the week and then go back over there. But you know, that's that's balance. You know, being able to go from years ago where I wouldn't even take a vacation to now, you know, I got no problem going over there, spending, taking a week off, and then coming back and working four days and going back and spending more time. So it's just that balance becomes important and that time I get to decompress and do high level thinking, man, it's, it's invaluable for the business mm -hmm. as well. You know, even now I'm not there for work. I, I'm there for, for, for fun and relaxation for me, that includes reading. So I come out with some of my by far best ideas just from taking that kind of time as well. Man, we are going to have to talk. You and I already talked about we're going to get connected since we're so close, but I plan on having an RV by this summer. And uh, I had heard about the campgrounds out there because we're at Disney all the time as well. So, man, we're definitely going to be talking about that. Yeah, we got to talk about it, man. I'm, I'm a Disney <laughs> expert, dude. We live over there. I mean, like we are going, my son and I are going over there just for two days this weekend. He's done at soccer Saturday mm -hmm. at like 10 and we'll head over there and just head over there till Sunday night for a couple days. Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. We've been to every park, ridden every ride, and I just don't get tired of it. I love it. You know how what's cool about having kids our age is that, you know, they, they grow into those rides, right? Like, so mm -hmm. like every year you can start riding new cool stuff that they couldn't ride so far in their life before. So yeah. that's just, it's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you guys absolutely. should check out Adventure Island too, man. We hit that all the time, the water park here in Tampa. We love it. We spend a lot of our summer there. Yeah, we haven't been there yet, so we'll definitely check that out. 
Well, brother, we're going to close this up, man. And we are definitely going to have uh, creditsuite.com linked up in the show notes. But what else would you like to uh, like for our abundant leaders to get out of our conversation today? We got a great uh, guide too at creditsuite.com forward slash EIN. So if they go to creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, there's a great guide that maps out the exact steps to build business credit. I mean, look, my parting piece of advice in, in my expertise in financial services is, look, don't wait till you need money to get it. That's the time that lenders are less inclined to give you the money. You know, get access to revolving credit, especially credit cards and credit lines before you need it. Because all those statistics show that that's, that's when things go bad. When you need the capital, you don't have access to the capital. So that's my best advice. There's a lot of money available. Just tap into it uh, before you actually need it. Excellent. Excellent. Absolutely love it, man. I'll have that linked up, that specific link linked up in the show notes, guys. So don't worry about writing that down if you can't right now. Ty, amazing conversation, man. I look forward to connecting with you, having a couple beers with you, hanging out at Disney or whatever we got going on, man. Uh, I, I see that happening very, very soon. So, brother, enjoy the rest of your day. And, man, just have a great week, and I know you will. Thanks, Wally. Have a good day, buddy. All right. Take care. All right, guys, so your action steps today are one, make sure you're abundant in your actions today, pay it forward, share men of abundance with others. And if you're a business owner or you know somebody who's a business owner, make sure you connect with Ty Crandall. Go ahead and check out creditsuite.com slash EIN. I'll have that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com slash 264. And of course, hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player to ensure you get notified of every episode. This Friday, which is tomorrow, is the Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery episode where I will be sharing with you strategies that you can implement that day to move the needle on your business and set you apart from your competition. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.